You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. It's Freestyle Friday, and I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, August 4th, episode 3240, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad acts. Enjoy the show. Well, riding for some of us and sweltering for others of us, I think. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> We're waking up as the sun is rising and getting on a horse. Yes. Jennifer, I think, has ridden once in the last three weeks, and that's unusual. She's usually an everyday rider. But, oh, man. Uh, I, I wake up, and it and I'm outside as the sun is coming up, which is incredibly painful, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have coffee before your first ride or after? So I make a little iced coffee. I have it already in the fridge. Okay. And I just grab it. It's iced coffee, and I just walk to the barn with it. There you go. No hassle. Just get up and go. The problem is, Glenn, if I'm going to be honest about the problem with taking coffee to the barn in the summertime, is the dang flies trying to drink it. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I'm like, I have to come up with, like, all sorts of unique farm hacks to, like, keep the flies off my off my drink. Get out. Well, coming up on today's show, Devin Horn, uh, Daredevil Devin, is going to join us, and she's going to give us an update on day three of the Mongol Derby. She's ridden it several times and uh, knows a lot of the people over there, so she's been watching it and following it, and she comes on every year to give us updates. Photographer Christy Marie tells us how to take our Kirsty Marie tells us how to take better horse picks and to use our phones to do it and some really bad ads. Plus, we have new prizes today, Jamie. We have over $500 in prizes Woo-hoo! again this month. So we'll announce what they are for the month. And thank you to everybody who submitted bad ads. We'll do a post show. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. I did want to remind everybody, actually, our, our cruise director asked us to remind everybody that uh, we are still doing the Horse Lovers Cruise, that she has balcony cabs available, Ocean View and Balcony, both actually. Um, and the prices are significantly lower than what you can get if you bought them on your own. So our cruise is in February. If you go to horseloverscruise.com, you'll get all the details. But she said if you were to go buy these same cabins, because she re- reserved them at a, a price that was earlier, um, and you're going to save $600, $600 per cabin. So if you want to get a good deal on a February cruise, which cruises are just going crazy and selling out right now, uh, you can go to uh, horseloverscruise.com and give Vicky an email. She'll get you the current prices and get you booked in with the rest of us. I think there's 30 going so far. So um, we hope to see you there. But I just wanted to remind everybody that this ends on October the 7th. So you have a couple of months. Yeah, in two months, this this uh, special price is going to end. And then if you booked after that, you'd be at the going rate. So if you're going to book it all and are thinking about going on the Horse Lovers Cruise and hanging out with all of us on the one of the largest cruise ships in the world, uh, get your reservations in now. All right, let's do some daily winnies. 
I almost feel like you should do the first uh, happy birthday. It's your neighbor. I know. It is my neighbor and friend, Patty Otto. Happy birthday, Patty. Uh, Sarah Bainham and Madison Tillman, who I think is still up in Vermont working. Uh, Happy birthday to all of you. And I know we'll see Madison. We saw her quite a few times down here in Ocala last winter. And she works for a retailer, so I'm sure she'll be back. And we're looking forward to seeing you again, Madison. Man, there are some secrets that horse people keep, okay? So I got to give my daily Winnie out to my dear friend who I met because of this podcast when I moved here to Oklahoma, Larissa. So I moved here. And I was like, how, where, where do you get hay? And I, the previously mentioned Patty Otto, I'm going to dime you out right now because you wouldn't tell me. <laughs> and then I asked another person, they wouldn't tell me. Nobody wants nobody, to give up their dealer. <laughs> nobody will tell you where, and Patty knows what I'm talking about. Cause she's like, literally, no, I'm not telling you. Like, sorry. <laughs> so nobody will give up their dealer. Right. Yep. I mean, it's a thing. And so Larissa, God bless you. She hooked me up with a hay guy and I had 36 beautiful Bermuda round bales delivered this morning. And it is just the most beautiful sight to behold. <laughs> I, the hay guy, he's like Oklahoma farm boy. He's like, yeah, all right. No, we added where we put it and he dropped it down. And I was like, oh my God. Can I hug you? And he's just like, he's like, what? <laughs> Do what? And I was like, I really want to hug you. It's so pretty. <laughs> I think he was a little taken aback because it is so beautiful and so satisfying. It's like when you open your fridge and it's full of food, you know, like that kind of feeling like in the gut, you're like, oh, yeah, and, you know, and you're having a good hay year, too, I hear. Uh, so better than last year. This yeah. this didn't happen last year. So I still have to bail my pasture. And so we're going to have like plenty of hay for the winter for all my horses and all the training horses it's just going to be awesome. But I was it led me down the road of like. What other secrets do people keep from their friends because they don't want everything to go away? And I started thinking, like, obviously the hay, but, like, people will ask me who my farrier is. Mm. And I'm kind of like the whole farrier thing on the whole hay thing. I'm like... (laughs) I really, you really, don't want him too like, busy. <laughs> who's your farrier? I'm like, oh my God, he's so great. I love him so much. He's fantastic. Who is it? I'm not telling. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to think, like, I don't want you busy. But I did, I did talk to him about it. I was like, listen, Brett, do I tell people about you or do I not? He's like, hell yeah, tell people about me. And I was like, I don't really want to. <laughs> it's like vet offices and stuff because half the time they're not taking new, new clients. So mm-hmm. you, you just, you don't want to talk. What is it? Is there a correlation in in like Muggle life to that? Maybe when you're when a new local restaurant opens, you want to tell everybody because it was so good. But then you know if you do, you're going to wait to get in the next time. But then you're a jerk because you're not helping us with business. You know, like I get it. Like, like oh my god, the cheapest gas is a X Y Z. Like, but I don't want everybody to take all the. You know, I can't. I can't <laughs> seem to think of a way to correlate it to regular. I think horse people are just weird. We're just like, like, who's your vet? I don't know. I don't know. Who's your farrier? 
Oh, where'd you get your hay? I don't tell. <laughs> or you tell him and you say the next sentence out of your mouth is, well, I use Jack. He's my fairy and he's terrific, but he's not taking new clients. No, you know? can, can I get his number? I'm not no. sure he's taking new clients. You'd have to check with him. <laughs> yeah, what is the 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 human, I, we call them muggles, the non-horse people from Harry Potter. Mug, what is the muggle? Like, I don't know. Like, your, your pediatrician. The people were mm. really weird about that when I moved mm-hmm. here. Like, who's your, I guess Lucas needs a doctor. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I need the doctor's office. Again, you might oh. say and go, but I don't know if they're taking new patients. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to call anyway. (laughs) That's funny. That is true, though. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, I don't know. Do people not say who their trainer is? Because they, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know why horse people are so terrible. Territorial. But I get it. Because it's so hard to find a good one of whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It, it is. And then you don't want him to fill up because like, I don't want anybody to know about my farrier because right now I can call him if a horse loses a shoe and he'll be out here in a day or two. Right. But if he gets too busy, he's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be next week. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, you deal with retired racehorses on a regular and the Jockey Club announced that they're going to begin a project. You're going to love this to trace recently retired horses as part of an attempt to pr- improve traceability of uh, the first exit from racing. So right now, you're supposed to, when you're a trainer and an owner, you're supposed to notify the jockey club when you retire your horse. Correct. But the problem with that is it required both uh, both parties to sign a form and to send the form in. And, you know, it just wasn't getting done. So in a lot of cases, they don't know whether these horses are retired. They don't know where they went. They don't know if they went to aftercare. You know, so and so that's what they're trying to do is, one, they put it on the website now and they made it electronic. So when you're retiring your horse, it's easy to go in and just put, I retired my horse. And what they're trying to avoid there is some people would quote-unquote, retire the horse, never report it, it would go to another trainer down the line at a lesser track, and that that trainer then a year later would start running the horse again when it was... So here's what happens at Horse and Hound. Uh, the rescue that I work with in, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, is, and, and it's changing now just simply because they're microchipping horses now instead of tattooing right. them. That's got to help. So you've got the papers... Uh, and so when the trainer drops off the horse at the rescue or the owner, whoever drops the horse off at the rescue, they hand the papers over to Nelda at Horse and Hound. And so on thoroughbred papers, it's very old. Like you sign, like who's the new owner and you write your name, you know, and then you write your name, it's your horse. And so then what would happen is that Nelda would send the papers into the jockey club and the jockey club would stamp them with a big red stamp retired from racing. And then that horse can never race again. And then when the people adopt it, the jockey club will send the papers to the new owner, to the adopter. And so that's how they keep track of that. But now they're just doing everything electronically. Like you said, so microchipping became a thing instead of the god awful tattoos having to crank your horse's lip up. And, and then you can't read it tattoo. after a while. Yeah. And you can't read it anyway. <laughs> so now everything's electronic there, which is really cool. I love this. This is fantastic. Yeah, they said they're going to start, they're starting to trace foals uh, or, or, or horses 
fold before 2017 and that they don't know the status. So there's a lot of them. I think those are when they started the microchips. Yeah, so they just don't know the status of those. So they're going to they're gonna try and track them down and figure out, are they retired? Where are they at? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of them that have gone through the thoroughbred incentive program and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. But they're, they're trying to make this more streamlined so that they have an accurate accounting of what happens to these horses after they're retired and maybe makes it a little less easy for the shady trainers to do shady things so it's just an, another effort to clean up clean the house right yeah but everything yeah. should be electronic now i mean those papers that that was old 10 20 years ago <laughs> right it right. was archaic then but i right. mean but it, it just the jockey club has a special type of archaic <laughs> behavior <laughs> that's true that <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a break for Kentucky Performance Products, one of our terrific sponsors that have been with us since the beginning, and we absolutely love them. And then we're coming back with Devin Horn to give us an update on the Mongol Derby. No words can describe the depth of the bond between a horse and his person. A kiss at the gate just before you turn him out. The soft touch of his muzzle on your hand as he scoops up the treat out of your palm. The warmth of his body under your legs as you saunter bareback across the pasture. The beat of his hooves as you gallop in perfect rhythm cross-country. The sensation of flying as you clear the oxer. The sense of peace that comes over you as you walk together down the quiet trail. The sound of him contently eating his dinner. The feel of his warm, soft coat under your hand. The feeling you get when it's just you and your horse. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Equijuel. Fight back against an energy crisis that can impact condition and performance. Equijuel is a high-fat, low-starch and sugar formula that was developed to safely meet the energy needs of your horse. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Hey, Devin, welcome back for your annual visit. Uh, thanks, Glenn. Great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> what is funny is I wasn't going to really follow it as much this year, and I know you weren't either, and here we are, following it yeah, every day. You know, <laughs> I, it's been about 10 years since I first went over, and I said, you know, maybe this year's the one year that I start sort of separating, and uh, it's a botched attempt, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you ridden? Twice or three times? I don't remember. Three, yeah. My, uh, I went over in 2013, 2015, and 2018. All right. And I know you probably know some of the riders over there. And let's remind everybody, this started on Wednesday. We're in day three, right, at this point? That's correct, okay. yes. Uh, so Mongolia pretty much is 12 hours ahead of the U.S. for time zone. Okay. So all of the riders right now are currently sleeping and are at the end of their day three. All right. And the last I saw, they were parked at Station 9 out of 29. So that gives everybody an idea of how far they have come in, in three days and how far they have to go. Now, before we get on to this year's batch of riders, I wanted to ask you, so day one is all full of excitement, and you've been there, you're training, you've practiced, and you're getting your first horses, and you get to go out and ride, and you're all excited. Does day On day two and three, does the reality start to set in? Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, we always call day three hell day because that's when all of the excitement has worn off. 
and your body really starts breaking down and everything starts really feeling very real. Uh, so day three is uh, the hump day or the, the, the worst day of the derby for a lot of riders. <laughs> and I know a lot do drop out day three and four. And I'm sure that's why, right? Yeah, um, I think the reality of what they've gotten themselves into kind of catches up to them. Um, this year, so far that I know of, we have one retirement and two people who have gone into the non-competitive, uh, basically where you sort of give up on placing and, and kind of just are riding for fun now. Yeah, which, so, which might be the better plan <laughs> anyway. You know, it's like they're probably going to enjoy it more. So seriously. So so we're at uh we're at station 9 now and there's five riders up there and I want to get into those in a second but when I read the report by the way if you go to mongolderby.com they have great blog posts at the end of every day with a thousand really good pictures. They have professional photographers doing these pictures and they're excellent. So reading the up uh, the updates every day and the people who write them have a sense of humor. I mean th- the whole group has a sense of humor but um it looked like it day two was a tough day for bucking horses. Yeah. So the Mongol Derby is trying something new this year in which um, in previous years, you have gotten to sort of pick the horse that you want to ride off of the line. Once you, once you get there and your horse from your previous leg has passed the vet check, you're allowed to choose your horse. And this year it's all drawing and all lottery. So essentially you pick <laughs> a number out of the hat and the horse that, corresponds to that number is the one that you must attempt to ride there now a lot of pictures of bucking I can tell <laughs> yeah so this is it has pros and cons so pro is that the people who come in first don't clean out all of the really great champion horses con is that you're not allowed to sort of match with the horse based on what you're looking for and a lot of riders out there were sort of banking on the fact that they could choose a gentler horse. And that is not the case this year. You have to ride what you're given or at least attempt to ride what you're given. Well, that does kind of even the playing field, doesn't it? Uh, when you think about it? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely taking away the uh, some of the advantages of the front runners, but it's also making life a hell of a lot more miserable for all of the, the mid-pack riders. <laughs> and my understanding is that if you have... If you get bucked off and you fail to ride the horse, you are allowed to draw a second number. Now, you still have to go through trying to ride the horse that you drew. Um, and there's no guarantee that the second horse will be any better. So it's really sort of, um, I feel like the amount of falls and the amount of um, perhaps unsuitable matches we've seen this year has been uh pretty high as far as you know year averages go (laughs) so so did did, does the bucking and the falling usually happen close to the start or at any point during that leg yeah usually mounting is the most uh wiggly part i guess i would say um when you're trying to get on the horse and you're first matching with them that's definitely the most dangerous time But like I said, usually you can sort of ask the herder and say, hey, I need a horse, you know, that's used to being ridden. And they can sort of point you in the general direction of one that maybe isn't so feral, if that's what you want. And this year that you're you can't do that. So um, (laughs) definitely more. How much would you have hated this year? (laughs) Oh, I I don't know that I would have enjoyed it. Um, I'm I'm open to the possibility. There's some really great discussion with some past veteran riders on the Mongol Derby Facebook page talking about the advantages and the disadvantages of the horse draw system. 
And since this is the first year they've implemented it, I think there's, you know, a lot of that can be said for both pros and cons. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. (laughs) Well, we do have a couple of riders that we talked about it on Wednesday after they had started out on day one. And uh, a couple of the riders that took off in the lead are still up there. There seems to be five of them in a pack that are at Station 9 right now. And a couple of Americans, right? Yeah, so the lead pack right now is Judith Jackal, Matthew Perella, Linda Herman, Trinity Nelson, and Xavier Ferrer. And I believe there's three Americans in there, an Austrian, and then I'm not 100% certain on the other two, but I believe Xavier's from Spain. Yeah, and Judith is, uh, she was from Germany and lives in Australia now. So uh, we talked about her the other day. Trinity Nelson's from Houston. Do you know her? I do, actually. Her father, Justin Nelson, won it in 2010 and he's actually the person who trained me he was my derby mentor oh really so he's second generation yes oh wow well that's so cool he must be loving this well um unfortunately justin has passed away <sighs> um yes so he is not here however i do know that that's still true yeah I'm, i that is still true and you know she's riding for him right Oh, 100%. How cool is that? Now, she, uh, Trinity is from Houston, and she's an endurance rider. It said that she began riding at the age of four and had her first endurance race, get this, Jamie, at the age of six. Wow. Yeah, she's really well known in the Texas endurance community, and I I remember her riding around when she was that young, so <laughs> it's pretty cool to see her out there at the Derby. Now, do you know anything about Xavier? He's from some Mediterranean island, right? He is, and I know that he is pretty favored. Um, I talking with a few of the the Derby um, staff members this year. I remember hearing a lot of buzz about him, so I feel like he's a pretty strong contender. And though I don't know him personally, I hear that he's a favorite. It's Mallorca. Is it Mallorca? Is that it's that's the name? Mallorca. Mallorca. Yeah, and I when I saw the flag, I was like, I don't know what that flag is. I think he runs like, um, if I'm not mistaken, he has sort of uh, an equine holiday, uh, like mounted holiday business of some sort. Yes, apparently in the Mediterranean. You're right. That's what I read. Yeah. Too. So yeah. his job is riding. So I'm I'm assuming he's he's pretty at home out there. Now, uh, Matthew uh, Perella, he's an American too, and apparently he's he's got a story also. I'm actually not familiar. Well, he uh, he's. It said he's ridden his horse Buck six thousand miles in the last fourteen months, raising funds to build the Righteous Life Rescue Ranch. So he's had a little saddle time in the last fourteen months. Jeez, yeah. Uh, and he's he, he uh, is helping you know veterans and things like that at this ranch. So uh, he's building that at the same time he was he was you know. And this isn't cheap. You know, we'll remind everybody that you have to pay to go do this. And you get nothing at the end. Yeah. But, well, is there a belt buckle or something? Um, they try to give you something. Some years it's like a, a traditional Mongolian robe. Some years it's you know a little medallion, but it's it's nothing. It's not prize money. No, and it Here's costs a cookie. It costs like what sixteen, seventeen grand to go, or close to twenty probably if you figure it all out. Yeah, that's that's about right. Wow, you have to pay to be punished. Yes, exactly. You're <laughs> you're paying for the privilege of this torture. <laughs> so when, there are a couple of um yeah. of pretty cool stories at the back of the pack too. Um, okay. Selena Perez is the first rider from the Philippines to enter the Mongol Derby. She's doing pretty well. Um, there are a couple of repeat riders. Uh, Phoebe DeRave and Bianca Griffith both tried to do the race last year and ended up having to pull out for injuries, and they're trying again. 
And then we also have a guy named Reed Albano who um, is actually riding with a prosthetic leg. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's currently at Horse Station 8, and he is um, certainly the first person to attempt the Mongol Derby with a prosthetic leg. So he's got a pretty cool story as well. Oh, that's neat. And now, you know, it's and now that knowing what you said about how they changed the rules about the horses, that is going to mean that being in the lead at any point here can change the next day. It, it, there's yes. going to be more apt to see changes along the way than we have in the past. Yes, exactly. So it's no longer a case of the front runners coming in and saying, I want your fastest horse, which they usually do. I mean, if you're running up front, that's what you care about. Uh, you just have to take what you're given and, and make it work. So yeah, definitely and- <laughs> a real, real test of horsemanship this year. So one of the 29 legs could put you out uh, more easily than before. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Well, and wh- so do, y- do you consider day four the hump day? If you get past day four, you got a better shot. You know, it's like running the marathon and you get over that hump. I think so. Unless something happens, you know, you can be injured at any point in this Mm. race, even on the ground. You know, there's there's wild dogs. There's, you know, all sorts of different hazards. So literally every minute that you're out there, even sleeping is a hazard. Um, So anything can happen at any time. Um, Not to mention the food. We keep forgetting to mention the food. Right. That's a hazard, Uh, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. for for me, definitely, the food was a hazard. Some people really enjoy it, and I don't know how. Um, <laughs> you got sick a couple yeah, times, once, didn't you? You got really sick the one time. Dysentery is just like, you have to plan for it to happen because it's going to. It's it's just one of those. <laughs> you know what I really want to do right now is you guys are selling me on this. I want to <laughs> sign right up and just go out there, torture myself, have dysentery, starve to death, and then uh, get injured. There are people by a made wild for this. There are people made for this like Devin and then there's Jamie and I. We're not. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, you forgot beat to death by wild ponies on a daily basis for 10 <laughs> that days. Was, I didn't in your even list. need to say that. I mean, that's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no is... time for join up, Jamie. You're, you're no. getting on and going. <laughs> get on and go. This sounds so fun. I can't wait. <laughs> You it thought about the it the one year. Jamie actually thought about it. You sent in, I think. I So, Devin, you had to fill out the application. And it was the year that Leslie was on with us. And it would be like, oh, we should totally do that. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so I go to fill out the application. And, like, the first question was, why do you want to ride in the Mongol Derby? And my answer was, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And uh, then I had to say, you know, I have a two-year-old son, all of this thing. And yeah, nobody called me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, it is I don't a selection know. procedure. So you do, you can apply and you basically list out all of your skills and, you know, why you want to be out there. And then, you know, eventually you get a phone call. Usually, usually they give you a phone call yeah, to, no, um, <laughs> to interview you and kind of get a sense of who you are. And yeah, I, I think perhaps they sort of took a look at your application and thought like, mm. uh, they, they listened to the show, Devin, and went, hell no, we're not taking her. So- <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them one bit. But aren't you glad they didn't? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> well, Devin, thanks uh, for joining us. Maybe if we have time, we can get you back on Monday morning when we're back and uh, get, uh, they probably should be about finishing by then. Yeah, maybe I can make it sound like something you actually want it to do, want to do and go do it next time. <laughs> and we can, we can try this again. <laughs> oh, they're still crazy people, no matter how we sell it. So <laughs> thanks, oh. Devin. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, follow along, Mongol Derby. You can follow the dots. 
Well, let's hear from our friends at Ride TV, speaking about coverage of all kinds of videos. Uh, I know a lot of people are watching the Mongol Derby and watching the coverage there at mongolderby.com, but there's all other kinds of things, and uh, we have them at Ride TV. You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Rockstar Vets and Mini Horses, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from BarrelRacing.com and Horse and Rider On Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge-watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe. Coming up next, we have Kirsty Marie. Kirsty is an equine photographer from Dallas, Texas, and she's going to talk to us about some tips and tricks on getting the best pictures of your equine friends. Kirsty, thanks so much for joining us today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You've really developed a name for yourself on Facebook. You're, you're the you're the one who gives the tips on how to take better pictures of your horses, and, <laughs> and that's how we found you. I mean, you do it almost every day. I yeah, I try to offer a lot of help to either budding professional photographers or people doing it as a hobby or anybody who likes pictures of horses. And you're you do the you do this professionally, correct? I do. Yes. I own a boutique uh, portrait photography um, studio that specializes in equine photography. Yep. All right. So tell us what's one of the most bizarre things you've done or one that just didn't go right. You don't have to name names. (laughs) Um, Okay. So whenever you're working with a horse, uh, it doesn't always go as planned, you know? Um, So... While I try to emphasize safety, there have certainly been um, some memorable moments, <laughs> a lot more than one, <laughs> of, you know, anything from toes getting stepped on and fingers getting stepped on to girls getting bucked off and horses getting loose and running around the property. And Okay. So Please all... tell me you continue Shooting. taking <laughs> pictures when that happens. Okay. I, I'm really bad in a crisis. I'm not going to lie. I I. <laughs> I rarely, I rarely, if I can see it coming and anticipate and someone beforehand told me to shoot through it, I, I sometimes can try my best, but typically when something starts going wrong and I'm like reading the body language of the horse and I'm like, Oh no, uh, I put the camera down and I'm usually like running to them in full on help mode. So I'm, no, no, no. I'm pretty, let me, let me, I'm pretty bad in a crisis. You. I know. Let me help I know. You. Just, just <laughs> if it, like the last time I fell off, I stood up and I was like, did anybody get that? I know, I know. (laughs) It's those 10 feet in the air shots. Those are the best shots. (laughs) Oh, it must suck, though. You get this girl who's got her, she went out and bought a dress or whatever specifically Uh for this. And Uh with two minutes into the shoot, she gets bucked off and it's covered in mud. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's being so cagey and polite. It's disgusting. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> oh, so do you have a memorable one that we'll go the opposite direction? We'll go positive. Okay. Uh, okay. So is there one that stands out to you? Like you went, okay, this was one of the coolest things I've ever done. It, that was the first time I photographed the Compton Cowboys. Um, I've, 
I've been invited back a couple times since then, and all of my times with them has just been absolutely incredible. But the first shoot I did with the Compton Cowboys, they're a group in Compton, California, um, and we were shooting, shooting a brand new merch line for them. And so they invited a whole bunch of friends and a bunch of people showed up at this like public park in um, L.A., and they all either trailered their horses in, a lot of people rode their horses in. And so it was so much fun. It was such a unique, very urban setting. Um, like we were under a freeway overpass. There was a lot going on. There were so many horses and people that showed up. And I just can't even describe to you that energy and how much fun those guys have. Um, it was it was an absolute blast. It was one of my most favorite memories of all time of my life, not just of my photography career. We've had them on the show a couple times, but it's been a long time, Jamie. We need to get them back. We haven't had them on in a long time. <laughs> They're a good time. They know how to have a good time. They are really fun. <laughs> well, that is cool. That is cool. All right. So you know that 99% of the people out there don't have what we call the old traditional camera, right? Uh, yep. Don't have a digital camera. The only digital camera they have and use on a regular basis is their phone. And of course, they've gotten a lot better. There's no question about that. They're great. Phones yes. are really good cameras now. Uh, so, yes. so do you have some simple tips on how we can get better pictures of our horses using our phones? For sure. The biggest one, like this is huge. I know it seems simple. Don't overlook it. Wipe your lens off before you take the picture. Oh, Every you time. say don't overlook Every it. Single I time. can't tell you the last time I wiped my lens off. <laughs> You've got to. Like, I cannot overstate. If you take a photo right now, if you whip your phone out, you take a photo, you wipe the lens, and you take the exact same photo, the difference in quality is going to be enormous. So that's so many people ask me, oh my gosh, you took that with your iPhone? Like, how do you get it that sharp? How do you get it that crisp? How do you get it that much contrast? I'm like, wipe your lens. Just wipe your lens. I have to do it it before. I am doing it right now too. (laughs) Do it, you know, just like, even if all you have is, you know, the bottom corner of your shirt or something like that, just wipe it down. And these days, God, there's like 10 lenses on these iPhones and a lot of the Androids too. I mean, it's, you've got a lot of lenses to wipe down. Um, but yes, you, before, every time you pull out your phone, right before you take the picture, wipe that bad boy down. Have you ever that done is that, going... Jamie? You take a lot of pictures. <laughs> Wiping the lens up. What I do is I keep my phone cause I, I photograph and video the horses I'm training for the owners and I pull it out of my pocket and I always thought when I pulled out of my pocket, because it's in my like leg pocket from my breeches, that it was wiping it off then. So it'll be <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Huh? All right, Kirsty, that is a good one. Uh, <laughs> like it's self-wipes. I have a self-wiping system <laughs> for self-wiping. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm still scrubbing the lens here. <laughs> All right, what's next? That's um, first and then wiping lens. <laughs> So I would say the most important thing, you've got to be searching for light. So, you know, phone cameras are incredibly light hungry. They're going to do better in an abundance of light rather than too dark. So what I mean by searching for light is that if you're inside the barn, go toward a window or a barn aisle or an open door or try to find some sort of natural light source. So maybe if you're in a covered arena, instead of standing in right in the middle of the covered arena, let's say we have a group shot. It's a group lesson. You know, we have four horses 
bring them all to the edge of that covered arena, wherever the open door is or a window where you can get some light and don't have the sun directly hitting them. Just keep them in the shade, everybody in that even light and in the shade. But instead of in the center of that arena or somewhere in the middle of the barn where it's a lot darker, try to bring them close to the light source. Your phone cameras are going to do much better with more light rather than less light. And they're getting better, but still, above all, um, a high quality natural light source is going to get you really, really good pictures. And if you're outside, so you're not in the barn, you're not in a covered arena. If you're outside, then I'm always looking for even light. So if you're underneath a tree, it might be kind of spotty and dappily and half of using the sun, half of using the shade. Try to find a spot that is maybe the corner of a building. You can kind of get even shade or even light. And that is going to help your pictures tremendously. If you just take a second to look around and search for your light source, where it's coming from, and how to get a flattering, evenly lit situation. You know, it's interesting you say that, because I, what I found with, with the real cameras, shadows can be your friend. You can get some really cool shots with utilizing the shadows that are there. With a For phone sure. camera, shadows are your enemy. They just... Exactly. Uh, it's terrible with shadows. So, so it all <laughs> has to do with the information um, that the sensor is recording. And so in a lot of those professional bodies they retain so much detail in those shadows that you can, I mean, do so much more creatively. And the phones, they just don't have the file sizes. It's not quite big enough, you know, all, all that fun stuff. So your your phone is light hungry um, and dark shadows are gonna, it's gonna struggle with a little bit more than a professional body would. So what about, so phones have, and they've been adding this, this has been one of the things that we've gotten more of the newer phones now, is a thousand more options that you can get into your settings and really play like a regular camera, right? You can really play with the settings. Now, to be honest, none of us do that. But if there was one or two settings in there that you you say in your phone that you, we really should be familiar with and we really should utilize, what would it be? Yes. So when you, I'm going to speak for an iPhone um, because that's what I use. If you tap on, say, somebody's face, it is going to try to create an auto exposure to that face. So try tapping for what you want it to expose to. So maybe like you just said, there are a lot of shadows in um, the photo you were just trying to take. Now, if you want to expose for those shadows, tap the darkest point of the image and it'll expose for the darkest point and that'll brighten up the whole thing. But if you wanted them really dark, then I want you to tap the brightest part of the image. Um, and then it's going to expose for the highlights and it is going to darken everything. So, and then these days when you tap and put a little box around whatever it is you're trying to expose for, you could also slide your hand up or down and that's going to change the exposure. If you go up, it'll go much brighter. If you go down, it'll go much darker. And that's a way that these phones have given you a lot of control over settings. So not everything is just auto anymore. Um, they actually have given you a lot of control in how bright or how dark you want that photo to look. And they've also done a really good job of allowing uh, focus to be uh, where where you want it, right? Yep. So yep. I do that with my Android all the time. I'll say, okay, I'm taking a picture. I want this to be more of a portrait picture, and I want to blur out the background. That was very difficult to do with the early phones, but now yes. it's so much easier to do. For sure. And yep. that really makes it look like a professional shot then. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So it, we have time for one more. What would you say? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, pay attention to the details before you click. So take time to set your horse's feet and make sure they're square and they're not standing all wonky. You know, take a second to get their ears up. For me, um, watch their eye boogers and the runny noses. Try to clean, spend one second cleaning them up just a little bit. Um, and just details like that. You know, getting the front feet squared, getting their ears up, watching those boogies. Um, and getting them, getting them nice. I think that'll go a long way in you taking a snapshot that you're really going to look back and love. Okay. So what's the, I got one more now. I can't stop yeah. with you today. So what's, <laughs> I can go all day. I know I can too. I love this stuff. So what's the one mistake that somebody selling their horse makes? Now we're going to do really bad ads next and they make every mistake. Okay. So, uh, yeah. but What's the one mistake that you see over and over again from somebody selling a horse that, that you just go, it's so simple, they shouldn't have done that? Um, okay, so your phone camera has a really short focal length, um, which means the horse can look really cartoonish and distorted if it's straight on. And I understand the need, you know, especially if you're trying to show it has clean legs and you, and you need a straight on shot like that, but just don't include the horse's face in that. <laughs> um, the, the phone camera is going to do so much better and your horse is going to look much more proportional if he's sideways or kind of perpendicular to the camera. So, you know, keep him balanced and standing square, but keep them perpendicular because they can look really distorted and cartoonish um, when they're facing the camera they at do. such a short focal <laughs> distance. They do. And so it can really do you a disservice if you're trying to show, look, it has wonderful confirmation. You're doing it a disservice because of how distorted. Um, it has a great confirmation for giraffe. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Or for a fellow <laughs> pony. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's going to be one of the exactly. two. The legs are going to look short so or long. Just kind, of, <laughs> just kind of being conscious of how you are how you can flatter the horse um, and not do him a disservice by uh, making his nose, you know, 25 feet long. And uh, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. His... We're going to have to have you back because this is fun. I, I love talking about this. Everybody <laughs> takes pictures. And, you know, in our heart, we all think we're photographers. Um that's part of the the demise of the pho professional photography world now, as we all think we're photographers. And then when you see pictures that uh, Kirsty does, you go, "Oh yeah, I suck." Um, you know so. what I love about you, actually, <laughs> to be honest, is is the fact that yes, all your Facebook posts are highlighting awesome pictures you've taken, but you are really a giver. We were talking on the show this morning just earlier about how certain times. Uh, horse people will not give away secrets because of, you know, like, who's your hay guy? I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to buy all my hay. You know, but here you are, yeah, like, yeah. you're a professional photographer, and here you are helping people take their own pictures. You're like the complete opposite of what we're talking. Are you sure you're a horse person? I mean, come on. Can't be true. <laughs> there, there is a lot of gatekeeping in the horse industry, but in the photography or just entrepreneurship in general. Um, but that's just, you know, it was something I was frustrated trying to learn and not having a lot of people to learn from. And so I just kind of wanted to leave some breadcrumbs, um, on my path that I was it, going yeah. on so that, um, you know, if, if someone wants to come on a similar trail as me, then hopefully I can turn around and help them as much as I can on their journey. Yeah, well, that's yeah. not normal. <laughs> <laughs> One of the beautiful pictures on your page is actually your profile pic. Can I use that in today's show notes? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That's a that's a great picture. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll put your Facebook page. It's KMP 
learn, separate word learn, KMP learn, and we'll put that in the show notes as well so people can just click right on it. But I highly advise if you're interested in photography at all in the horse world, follow this page. It is full of tips every day. <laughs> yep, that's my education site. Kirsten Marie Photography is my portrait, um, Facebook, and then KMP learn is the education site. Where are you located yep. if they want to hire you? I am in North Texas, okay. but I travel a significant amount. So right. coast to coast, I'm I'm on the road a lot. Okay, Kirsty Marie, thank you for joining us today. Come back Absolutely. and uh, let's do this again and we'll get uh, some new tips. I would love that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Especially with performance horses, flies can really be a nuisance. Fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides and different things you could use. I don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective than spalding fly predators. As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right, it is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads from Facebook or Craigslist, and we just have a little bit of fun with them, uh, and we give away prizes every month. If you submit an ad, we put an ent- your entry in for prizes, and we do a drawing at the end of the month. If you record it yourself, we give you two entries for everyone, and we do have a couple pre-recorded ones today, and then if you record it in not your own accent and send it in, you get three entries. So, And a couple of our regulars, like Lorene, they won last month, so it pays to send in every week if you can. And our prizes for this month, we're glad to announce the help of Horse Lovers with a Z.com. They have 120,000 horse items for you, the horse, the barn. We're going to be shopping there soon for the barn. Uh, and all that stuff, you can find it, if anything you want for your horse, you can find it at horselovers.com, and they're the ones that set up these prizes. The first prize is an R-A-R-H-I-R-H helmet. I could never say that even when we sold them. <laughs> I-R-H helmet and a helmet bag. It's a total value of $260. These helmets combine the latest design with superior comfort. The comfortable chin strap features a quick-release, easy-adjust Velcro closure. It has a moisture wicking removable liner that are machine washable. That is so important. And includes uh, two inch thickness and also one that uh, they, they include a couple of those pads in there. You can decide on the thickness. Rear and side interior ports. Uh, provide excellent ventilation, and they are ASTM certified, of course. So you'll get to pick your color and your size. And they also includes a helmet bag with it, too. So that's awesome. So you get a little helmet and a carrying case. 
Then we've got the Kensington Protective Products Fly Sheet and Mask. The fly sheet's $250. The fly the, the total prize is $300. Uh, it's designed to fit a wider range of horses, uh, from narrow to lanky to broad and stocky. Also made of ultra durable. Ready for this, Glenn? Textiline. Textiline. I'm assuming that's what's how you pronounce it. Provides 73% UV protection, 78% airflow, fly and insect protect- protection, and it's fire resistant, which is crazy. Also doesn't absorb heat from the sun or from your horse. And it has the clip closures, the padded wither, the leg arches, the detachable crisscross surcingle, snaps, it's all the things. So it has that. Plus you get the fly mask as well. Textiline is a type of mesh fabric woven from polyester <laughs> with a PVC coating. Apparently, it's really good for, uh, it's it's resistant to fading, and it's good for UV. So, there you go. Okay, well, there you go. We learned See, something we, today. Learn- <laughs> we always <laughs> learn something. Thanks, horse lovers. <laughs> all right. Uh, we don't have time every week to get to all the ads submitted. Glade, Allie, and Emily also submitted ads. You're entered. We just didn't have time to get to them. And we're going to start out with Sarah. She read her own today. Hi, this is Sarah with a really bad ad from East Texas Horse and Tack Classifieds. Posting for someone. Kicker, great name, is a seven-year-old Tennessee walker gelding 15-plus hands. He is a big boy. Kicker has a huge personality that someone could have fun with. He needs experience, rider. Has gotten cold back before, but not lately, just a heads up. He has been through traffic parades trail rides. He is very good with failures. He needs constant riding. Yes, he is very well gated. He comes from nice, nice bloodline. Contact the owner's number, Larry, located in Texas. Now look, y'all call Larry up and get you not only a nice horse, but a nice, nice horse. Have a good one. (laughs) Okay, was that her real accent or was she making that one up? I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt because she said nice, nice, which I loved. (laughs) You know, we were just talking about, we're talking about getting a third horse so that uh, when we take one away, the other one's not so lonely at the new place. And I was saying, Jennifer, you need to get something you can ride and you're getting older and everybody that's older around here has a gated horse. And we started with Tennessee Walker. We had Tennessee Walker that was great. Um, and she said, yeah, Tennessee Walker or something like that that's bigger and a little feisty. Here we go. She can go to Texas go. and pick it Get up. yourself a nice, <laughs> nice horse. A nice, nice Texas. one that's a little feisty. <laughs> Kelly sent this one, and it's real short. Quarter horse, $1,800 in Riverside, around 10 years old, 20 by 24 corral included. <laughs> Take the horse and the damn pen. We just wanted out We're of done. Here. <laughs> no more we horses are done. for us. That's the first time that the pen's been included with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even throw in some food. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever we have. All that crap, you can take it. <laughs> just take it. Um, Steph sent the next one in. Three horse apostrophe S. Three horses for sale. 1100 in Seymour. Paint Stallone. <laughs> Black Stallone. Like Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, like Sylvester. <laughs> Paint Stallone, Black Stallone. I feel like those are racially indicated. Okay. <laughs> Paint Stallone, Black Stallone, and a mare. Around three years old, they lead and not broke to ride call. Don't need help selling them and no spam. <laughs> I actually do think you need help selling them. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Are you sure you don't? You sure you don't need some help? Because I feel like is it eleven hundred dollars for help. each or for all? 
That's why they need help, Glenn. <laughs> Plus, we know what the paint Stallone looks like, and there's a black Stallone, but what color is the mare Stallone? I don't know. <laughs> it's a breed. Look up and see if the Stallone is a breed that we don't I don't know need about. to look it up. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn uh, sent this one in. For sale. Oh, my God. you got to read the punctuation with <laughs> oh this Oh, my one. God. Going to have to. Do you think the button was stuck? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they spilled a drink on their keyboard. Uh, here we go. For sale. Good horse, comma, comma. Name hoss, comma, comma. Buckskin and appy, comma, comma, comma. Great on trails, comma, comma. Had his shot, comma, comma. Good for fairer, comma, comma, comma. 16H, period. Oh, there's one. Uh, rides trailer good, comma, comma, comma. 12 yes, comma, comma, comma. Had fall worming, comma, comma, comma. Will ride in a group or alone, comma, comma. Never has kick or bucked, comma, comma, comma. I had him for two years, comma, comma, comma. You must pick up I have no trailer, comma, comma, call or text. (laughs) How do you think? Some were three commas, some were two commas. Do you think there was a reason for the three or the two? Sometimes there was space commas, which is like an (laughs) extra long pause. (laughs) That's a lot of commas. Fred's trailer good. I have still drinks on my keyboard, which have caused keys to stick. I'm just going to give them the credit, you know, the benefit of the doubt and say that's what happened. I wouldn't. I think, don't do it. Jennifer sent this next one in 1990 horse trailer, horse trailer in Marion, Michigan. Frame is solid needs a floor tires hold air, but aren't the greatest six foot four inches tall. Make me an offer. All's I can say is no. <laughs> you know what? You say no. Th- this is what am I looking at? I don't even know what I'm looking So it looks like a brown two front horse trailer, but like a lot of it's coming apart. There's like, no floor. First of all, there, there's yeah, a there's frame. No floor. <laughs> And the top is rusted off the frame the entire way around the trailer. Like, it looks like somebody's peeling half of a potato. (laughs) (laughs) This thing is literally, the top's going to come off on the highway on the way home. (laughs) And you're right, the the tires are having trouble holding air because the ones in the front there is flat. Uh, And they're all different, too. You notice the tires are all different sizes. (laughs) And then they're not going to hold air. And... um, and the, there's a piece coming off the side. I think that was to hold the door on originally, but the door's just hanging. It's not. You're well, gonna need I, to I was reading the ad back here. That. At least they were honest, saying um, needs a floor. <laughs> <laughs> Make me an Put offer. Put your horse uh, in Ingo. Make me an offer. Yeah, you pay <laughs> me five hundred bucks, and I'll drive it to the junkyard. Yeah. yeah. Valerie sent this one in. Facebook group: Horses in the Sacramento, Auburn, surrounding areas in California. God, there is a group for every little place in the world. Location, Yuba City, California. He is an eight years old. He is not suitable for riding. He has still put the saddle on a couple of times. Send me a message or call me if you're interested. First of all, if your horse can put the saddle on by himself, I'm interested. I think that's some redeeming value. He has still put the saddle on a couple of times. That's one smart horse. Just walks under it. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Throws it up there. Yeah, he may not be suitable for riding, but he can put the saddle on. Lots of good and short ones today. So we're going to now sell a billy goat for $100 in Fort Worth, Texas. Well, it's Billy Goat there, Glenn, you know, so it's in Texas. Uh, asking $100, paid 120 
So you it's like it's free. <laughs> I mean, come on. Put him out to protect your herd. Make him a yard ornament. His horns will give you lots to talk about. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a mean old fart and smells like a billy goat. <laughs> he is intact. <laughs> oh, my God. He is intact. Do they call them studs when they're goats? <clears throat> I think they're called billies, but I, I'm just this next sentence has me flustered. He is intact and proud of what he's packing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ain't going to let you hug him. He ain't going to ride around with you and your gator. And unfortunately, he ain't going to drink beer with you either. Need him gone ASAP. We'll trade for a smaller goat that will do one or more of the aforementioned. Show me what you got. <laughs> See, you want to hug him? Put him in your gator or have a beer with him. Good uh, is luck. It, is it, are you not allowed to castrate a goat after a while? Is that, oh, no. no, you can. Oh. You can. Oh. If it's your, I mean, I don't know health-wise, but I'd probably get, you know, brain surgery. Kill that, kill that <laughs> Um, Becky sent this one in. We got some new names here today. Did you notice that? Love it. Yeah. Horse, $1,000 in Lowell. This might be Massachusetts. I know there's a Lowell up there. Great paint. Just needing out of the horses. She is red and white. I will be sending you pictures soon. Well, that's nice. <laughs> she writes very well. That's right. Writes very well. W-R-I-T-E. Man, we got horses that can saddle themselves. <laughs> horses that have good penmanship. Like, wow. I've been riding her. She is about 15 hands. She, and she's either 10 or 12. I can't remember exactly. She's been getting hot shoes. Great horse. <laughs> that is a very pertinent piece of information. She's been getting hot shoes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, boy. Lorraine sent the next one in, and God bless her. She recorded it herself. Thank you, Lorreen. Good morning. It's Lorreen Barden. Hi, Lorreen. And I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad. And the ad itself has almost no punctuation. Yes. And then it has words that are mashed together without spaces. Like there's a word that says was and check, but there's no space. So it was check. And there's a few of those. So I'm going to try to read this ad. Read and it's it for a is, horse baby. for $2,500. And then, of course, in the picture, there's two pictures, and there's only pictures of the horse's butt. <laughs> so, standard bred slash quarter horse mare around 12 to 15 years. She is 15,3 hands traffic safe and also been around farm equipment, cows, dogs, and chickens, goats, horse, good horse. She is a little touching around head area, does stand for Faria Saddles, good slow riding horse. She does not go fast. She was checked by my local vet because she had a small limp, but not to worry. She is not lame. She's not lame. She only limps. She just <laughs> limps. She has a small absence in her right foot. She is coming out of it by her own. If interested, please contact me. Thanks. What? That's the ad. For this $2,500 horse. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye. I feel like when Laureen reads it, like we're literally having a 
two-way conversation. Then I have to remind <laughs> myself she's not actually there. <laughs> you know, the weekend is not as good when Laureen doesn't show up on a Friday. <laughs> I mean, God love her. Uh, last one, Caitlin sent this one in, and this is so, Ponies and Horses in New England Facebook page. Katniss is a 16.3-hand, 16-year-old thoroughbred mare. Mainly has done hunters, but with the past lameness, she will be mainly used for flat and dressage. She is currently getting back into work from a lameness and can seem off at times, but it's okay. No, it's not! <clears throat> Looking <laughs> The last two. Are they lame or they're not lame? <laughs> Looking for someone to half or quarter lease. She needs a fearless. (laughs) 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 I'm assuming it meant intermediate. (laughs) She needs a fearless intermediated rider. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me. She needs a fearless intermediated rider as she can have a spook, but nothing major. She is very sweet and not a typical mare. All right. What'd you come up with? Intermediate is a word and intermediated is a word. Oh, read it, read it, read it. Okay. Meaning in English, being or occurring at the middle place stage or degree or between extremes or of relating to an intermediate. Intermediate intermediate school or intermediate curriculum. I'm gonna go with they meant to do. <laughs> I don't even know the real word now. I've lost it. It's totally gone. Intermediate. I was sure it wasn't a real word, and then I looked it up. And went, oh, it is a word. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the right word. Yeah, but the spell check might have given her that one, and she just took it. Uh, I'm yeah, giving everybody you- credit here today, Jamie. I'm trying to give them some credit. Glenn, no soul. You can't have a soul for Some days any of I this. feel like we have to have a little bit of a soul to get through life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not Friday really bad ads. Have a soul the rest of the time. Just you gotta like drop when you hear that bumper, if you ain't people, horse people, blah blah blah. That's where you drop the soul at the door. I figure and like then, we've become so soulless that we have to have some all the time. No, you don't no. need it for this okay. part. And then when you hit the closing music, it revamps the soul. <laughs> so <laughs> it sucks it out, and then it brings it right back. I kind of okay? feel like we're kind of soulless in the post-show sometimes, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we will do one for the auditors. If you want to send your ads in, get them into Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And send them in to her. You can record your own on your phone and just send it as a, as a sound file. Uh, we have a voicemail line. We don't have to talk about this, but if you go to HorsesInTheMorning.com, click on the voicemail line, go to it on your phone, open your browser, go to HorsesInTheMorning.com, click on the voicemail button, hit record, it'll record it, and it magically sends us to us. You don't have to email nothing. It just will send the ad to us. So that's how a lot of people who send ads and do it through our voicemail. We line. we learned so much today, Glenn. We did. We learned we learned a, a lot about photography, but we also learned definitions of multiple words like intermediated. And what was the other one we learned the definition of? I've already I've, forgotten. <laughs> you didn't learn it then, Glenn. One job. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Major <laughs> Gill.
time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. I think sometimes really bad ads is just funnier for us. You know, sometimes we do it and it's funny, but some days it's just, we find them exceptionally funny. And probably I today, everybody it. else hated it, but we found them funny today. So I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what the whole purpose of that is to make me laugh. Yeah. So and my whole goal in life is to make you laugh. And I know you love making me laugh. So then it's like a win-win. It's well, like we have like a joke off. It's so funny because I, I don't often read the ads either beforehand, but I have to assign them to one of us. So I do glance at them because I'm going, who would read this one better, right? That's mm-hmm. what I have to do. And if there's Southern accent, I give them all to you. Um, but... <laughs> But when I saw intermediated, I also laughed. And I, I, so when you stopped and laughed at that, I was like, okay, we both found that funny. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was really curious it was a word. <laughs> I love the fact that here, you guys were looking at a screen, okay? It's a Google, what is this, a Google, Google Doc. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. And I can see Glenn's cursor as he's doing things on the screen. So like if he types something in, I can see it. But what I can also see is when you're copying highlighting words, it highlights it. And I'm like, he's copy pasting right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so I could always see that. And that's how I was like, what is it? Give it to me. Because you'd done that earlier and I can't remember the other word. I can't even remember what it was. And you guys do a really good job of finding ads too. I mean, let's face it. The really bad ads wouldn't work without the without you guys. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. No, uh, for sure. You know, we we in the early, early days... Textiline! Like, that's it! Textiline, that's right. And I should have known that. I used to sell that product. So, <laughs> um, but in the early, early days, 11 years ago when we started this, we used to find all the... It was Jamie's big job was to find all the ads. Yep, that's, and, that's how I bought like four damn horses because I had a soul <laughs> back then. <laughs> you did. That was your job. Friday was to find all the ads like you do weird news and stuff. And then we found out that it was hard. It just took a lot of time. So we started asking people to do it and it was slow at the beginning. And now, now we get a lot more than we even need. But it was, it was hard at the beginning to find those ads. We had to work at it. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I'd be, and it was oh all Craigslist. God, I'd be like in Montana Craigslist, and then I'd head to like New Jersey Craigslist and try to find things. And but then we started, yeah, then we started having. Did we did we say we found them or did we it give would, people fake names? We gave fake names to act like other people <laughs> found them. <laughs> right we did we're like this one comes in from brenda (laughs) in waco like what no it doesn't we're making that up but it was just a way to encourage that's right to encourage other people to send them in that's right y'all this is all based on a fucking lie is what it is okay (laughs) do you remember the name i used all the time that was fake that you knew that if i used that name it was a fake name oh i can't remember shelly Yeah, just so I weird. always use Shelly. That was just an easy, my easy go-to. But if I use Shelly, then I knew it was fake. Yeah. See, if right. I use different names, Shelly today? Are you? I don't think we did have a Shelly today. Actually, I haven't had to use Shelly in a long time. I haven't brought her out of the. She's still in the closet. She's been poor Shelly for a while. <laughs> poor Shelly. And poor anybody who's away. listening right now that <laughs> named Shelly. Um, it was funny when I was doing. Um, when I was doing the auditor monthly, I did it with Ashley this time. And, you know, she's just delightful. Uh, but we were talking beforehand, and she said, oh, this is fun. We're doing it live. I said, "I said we, Jamie and I did Horse in the Morning live for 
eight, nine years, every day, live. And I said, there, there was pressure because we didn't take breaks. There were no cuts. Uh, you know, rare occasions we had cuts. But if a guest wouldn't show up, we had to just keep going. Today, there wasn't any cuts. We never you know, cut it. You know, we don't cut much now. We cut to call the guest. So we actually, yeah, that's the boring. only time because I have to do this as live <laughs> with my previous radio career. If I can know that I can cut it and say things again, I will like, that's all. I'll get obsessed with that. Well, like, plus we don't have time to do a lot of editing. We have to get the show out. So yeah. it's out within an hour. I It takes me literally 10 minutes to edit. Uh, and then it's out within an hour. But, you know, in those early days, it was tough. It was, it. we had to just keep going. And that's harder. I mean, it is harder. Uh, it's definitely harder. Now we know if we totally screw up or if we say something, you know, that the wrong guest name or whatever, we can we can redo it. But that's the only time we stop is to call the guest. And that's only – we wouldn't do that if it wasn't so boring for the listener. It's just boring for <laughs> like, the listener. Hey, get her on the phone. <clears throat> ring, ring. Yeah. yeah. And it was boring. What well, back then we had a producer. A lot of people don't know this. Jen was producing back then. So she would actually get the guests on off air. And it was just like a radio station. We'd just bring them on. You're so, live. Yeah. But they had already been queued up. She already knew their sound was good. Now when we call, we're not even sure if their sound is going to be good. And we have to play with that sometimes. Um, what other secrets can we give away? We, uh, um, we can give away the fact that when, and I think I've told this story before, but when I was getting hired for this job, one of the things you had 10 people that had to put that you had whittled the, the pool down to, and we had to basically do a show. Okay. And book our own guests and interview them all on our own. And uh, you would produce and put it out and you sent it out to a bunch of people to vote on who they thought was the best host. I don't even remember who I sent it to. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember who was the horse trainer that I got on as my first guest. Um, oh, super famous guy. One of the guy. big names uh, in the racing world. She never mm. lets me forget this either, but I'm kind of glad that you've forgotten now who it was. No, I got it here. Todd Pletcher. All right. So I booked Todd Pletcher. He's not even okay. one of the ones, ones now that we hate. So it's like. Le I no, I love Todd Pletcher. I'm, I'm like a super fan. Like, he's awesome. I mean, I've talked to people. We've talked to people like that train with him. And they're like, he's a savant. Like, he's amazing. So Todd Pletcher. Well, get him back. Call, it's been 14 years. Here's, here's the thing, Glenn. Here's the secret part. I booked him to come on this podcast that doesn't exist. And That's this is true. a very famous, I called in every favor <laughs> that I knew because I had to impress you to get this job. No, you didn't impress me, actually. It was the people who voted. That, whatever. Uh, there Point were about is, a dozen or 20, I think. I don't remember who they were, though. I booked Todd Pletcher, and I do this whole interview with him. It goes great. I mean, it was great. I'm he was like, in his I was truck, prepped, wasn't he? Ready? Yeah, he was. He went onto his car. He's at the track. He goes out to the car, take this call. I mean, we have everything. Since then, this is not the secret part. Glenn has lost that. Oh yeah, it doesn't exist in the that. world anymore, no. and I'm heartbroken. But here's the secret part. So I'm. I'm doing a job interview for HRN, Horse Radio Network. The whole time, he thought he was talking to a much more <laughs> famous organization. He thought he was talking to HRRN, which is Horse Racing Radio Network. And 
to this day, he thinks he did a long interview with some dumbass girl from the horse racing radio network. He never knew HRN even existed it, in the world. It, it barely existed at that point. <laughs> well, I, it didn't. And, and here's the thing is like, at the, I didn't know he knew that, but that's what my friend who booked him told him because I'm pretty sure my friend thought that's what the fuck was going on. And so he comes on and at the very end, he's like, it has been a real pleasure being on HRRN. Thank you so much. And, I, and then he hangs up and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he didn't even know what he was talking to. So that is a fun secret about that first day. And God, I would kill to have that interview. I'm just oh, looking. I'd be uh, so yeah. horrified. I'm just looking if your audition is st- – remember we put it out on Stable Scoop. Yeah, and we've you've looked for it in the past. I have date. it. Well, then you have the Todd Pletcher interview. No, we couldn't. That's the one we lost. It wasn't in it. We still Shut. We still ran your – your interview you had also on uh chris chris cox, cox and you had uh a girl scouts person yeah was that I'm a friend of yours know. the girl scouts person it, it was somebody that i knew and i just thought that'd be like a fun light topic to talk about the girl scouts and horses oh god then we're gonna put this out in the auditor feed oh, this Jesus. is gonna be an auditor treat Oh my God. This is my audition tape, Glenn. This is horrible. At least if you had the Todd Pletcher. <laughs> I know. That we, I don't know how we lost it. I don't remember what happened. That's so long. This was back in 2010. Uh, oh my God. I can't listen to it. You know, I'll never listen to this, right? No, but I'll put this out on only the auditor feed. I won't torture you by putting it out on the regular feed. We'll put this out. Oh this will be an auditor special. But yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, Why the hell did I bring this up? God damn it. <laughs> We are definitely foot. Oh, wait a minute. I'm trying to. Oh, there's the audio. Okay. Yep. Download that. We're going to put that out in the audio. What was the opening music? Can you play some of it right now? Yeah. Let me see what. What was the opener? That was the same. This is episode 112 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Chris Cox. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. This episode is also sponsored by Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. And Uncle Jimmy's. And you can find them at uncle-jimmy's.com. I love you. That was the Stable Scoop music. Oh my god. Yep. Welcome Too long. to the It was way long. Shows right. Who's that guy? That was a I, friend I, of mine I, from growing Lexington. Growing up in Atlanta, there's not a lot of eventing, so I did. Sh- Let me, I was trying to get to your opener, but I can't really. Yeah. You have to listen for yourself, people. Your sound wasn't bad. I, I sounded exactly the same. Had we I sent you a mic? Skype. No, well, I don't know. No, you didn't send me a mic. I don't think. Maybe you did. Because how I wouldn't have had one. I, I did have a mic because I was in a band. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. <sighs> That's so long ago. That's 13 years ago. Gone on 14 years ago. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's a long time. This I forgot about a really the part strange turn. about HRRN. Because HRRN is big time now. They cover They're the huge. races live. They were huge then. <laughs> yes. We and had I them on the show knew. a couple we, times. 
Yeah, he never knew he was talking to me. It's like a like a secret that I kept. And then the guy, my friend Jack, who booked him, also owns racehorses, and he's the one I got to meet Chad Brown with. And like, he's the one Jack who booked Todd is also the guy who got us in to go see Mucho Macho Man at Adina Springs Farm. That's how we got to go there. Is this guy? And this was like a huge favor. I was like, I need a trainer to have on the show, and so he did it, and. I don't think he knew what the hell I was doing. He was just like this freaking girl again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We had the Reeves on when you were gone, unfortunately. Uh, oh, how they doing? Good. They are so. They're just you know they're just I delightful. I know. I, I'm th- I'm sure they were happy I wasn't there because I had to <laughs> ask them some fairly. Hard questions. Well, it was hard for me because you asked the hard questions. I asked the fluff, so it was pretty much just all fluff. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't think they, they're like Dean. Dean probably was like, oh, that girl's no, not they on? definitely. Cool. We, I talked to them after. They definitely missed you. They they come on this show for you. They'll no, come on that's for not me. True. They hate me. <laughs> they you like ask you. All the fun stuff. They said even even before we recorded because who was it? Ashley was there that day. They told Ashley. They said, yeah. They, they said to Ashley. They said uh, these guys got us started because no. because of them we're famous. She told they. That's what they said to Ashley before we recorded. No, they. We did were one not. of their first interviews. Um, yeah, well, yeah, they had a horse in the derby, and they were the only ones yeah. to take our call. Yeah, because it was Mucho Macho Man, and nobody gave Mucho Macho Man any credit. Uh, so they weren't getting much love, and then we called. <laughs> so, Did you find them? Was yeah. It, yeah, I thought it was you originally that found them. Yeah. They love coming on our show still to and they're, this day. Well, they're from Atlanta, too. <clears throat> and so I yes. like had that, like, and like, hey, I'm from Atlanta, and I'm doing things. Well, yeah. we supported them in their quest to get racing into Georgia too, you know we we were involved in all of that along the way. But yeah, they love coming on our show. So they they still sound so happy when they come on. Aww, <laughs> and she I, loves I to swear. talk about her outfits, so she got to do that. And of course, Ashley's kind of a she she dresses up nice, so they got to talk about that. Uh, okay, so Dean Wendy. doesn't hate me. I always said he hated me because I'm like I it just always asked. Oh, it was Wendy that was on that day because they she loves big hats from being in the driving, and her and Patty just talked about big hats. oh gotcha i want to meet them sometime they'd be so fun to hang out with i think yeah yeah anybody who can do the things that they do would be fun to hang out with (laughs) (laughs) how about the plane let's go to the cayman islands one of the listeners asked me in a pm what how did they make their money because they're flying all over the world they're just playing for you know they just in retirement they're playing well she runs a billboard company all those billboards she has a Big company, a in big Atlanta. marketing company, yeah. and billboards are a big part of that. So all those massage parlors and strip joints you see the billboards for in Georgia, uh, that's probably her. Um, yeah, and then he ran a huge construction business. Yeah, he was in construction they, they, big time. They work for their money. Yeah. okay. It wasn't like they were um, people that had a trust fund. Like, no, they no. have they built themselves to what they are, what they are, and. They work hard, and I always say with people that work really hard, they need to play really hard. Well, those two do, that's for sure. They're, they're a lot of fun. I, I, I was sad you weren't there that day for them. Oh, I'm bummed too. <clears throat> Somebody asked me the other day, who's the one guest that you still want to have on? And I've kind of c- crossed my, my usual answer off the list now. What's that? Kaylee Kuko. I kind of crossed her off the list. Oh, she's dead to you now? She's kind of... I wouldn't turn her down, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have one? 
that I want the on the show. Guest? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Burlington from Man from Snow River. I fucking email that guy every week. <laughs> every week. Should I say Ashley's very <gasps> good at this? Yes. Get her to do it. Because right. I have emailed his publicist, publishing company, his personal Facebook, all, all right, the we'll things. All right. We'll send a new woman after him. <laughs> a new stalker. <laughs> If I, if you have him on, I need to know like a month out because I need to prepare myself. <laughs> well, you'll have to because we'll have to do it like at nine o'clock at night. So I don't care. I'll do it at three in the morning. I'll give a shit. <laughs> All right. I will tell Ashley that's her mission. If Tom she, Burlington. That she'll get a bonus if she can get Tom on. Right. Oh, my God. I'm getting nervous thinking my palms are sweaty. <sighs> but yes, that's who I'd want on. Did you get a chance? If you haven't, everybody take a listen to the latest Celebs with Horses. Um, uh, Don McLean was on. He was terrific. He has the quote of the year in that oh, interview. Yeah? You have to listen to it. You'll enjoy it because, you know, the, the music connection. Uh, but definitely, and, and of course, you know, he's most well known for American Pie. I actually saw him in concert years and years ago after Jennifer and I first met. Uh, we saw Don in concert. He's still doing concerts all these years later. There's also an excellent, I want to recommend this to everybody. I would say, listen to his interview first, and then watch this documentary. It was terrific. One of the best documentaries I've seen in the music world. And it's called The Day the Music Died. It's on Amazon has it. I think it's on Netflix also. It's The Day the Music Died, the story of Don McLean's American Pie. Cool. It was, you will love it. From the music background you had, you will love it. It was excellent. The, they had they had such good footage I've never seen before on there. And it talks about how he, how, how, how hard it was for him to come up with this. And for those that haven't heard it in a while, this is the eight-minute song that every radio station used to play to go to the bathroom. Bye-bye, <laughs> Miss America. I wonder if they still play it to go to, to the bathroom. Chevy, to the levee, but the levee. They used to have to play records. Yeah, but didn't DJs love this one because it gave them a break? They could eat lunch and Probably. come back <laughs> eight minutes later. And when they made this, it was in the time, what year was that song? Um, 60s. 70s? But it was in a time when songs for the radio couldn't be longer than two minutes, right? Two, three minutes. That's what they wanted in those days for radio. And uh, Don McLean and, and Queen fixed that. Yeah, exactly. Those two. It was this song and, and Queen, almost every song, uh, fixed that. They, and what happened, and I didn't 71. know this. 71. There you go. What happened with this one was when he wrote it, he just kept writing verses and he liked them all, so he kept them. Um, and then they sent it out to the radio stations and they didn't want to play the song that was eight minutes. So they had to make a cut down version. Well, what happened was when the record sold and people got the records with the eight minute, they started calling up the radio stations and bitching they weren't playing the whole thing. And within a year, that's all they had to play. They told they could play is, was the full version because it was people demanding it be played on the radio. That's so, awesome. So he kind of set the stage. It's an interesting documentary. If you care about music at all, listen but, to... And listen to Celebs with Horses. Listen to that first, because it's interesting what's what's talked about in there kind of relates to what you're going to learn then in the documentary. So so definitely, definitely do that. It's worth taking a listen to. And uh, she has another one coming out this month, which we haven't announced yet, but uh, also you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna like the one that's coming out. So... She's on a roll now. It's going to be one a month with uh, Celebs with Horses. Love it. Hey, I got to go can some tomatoes. Oh, that's right. They're coming on my ears, dude. So look, you're an expert canner now, so should be fine. 
canned tomatoes and I've done jalapenos already. I'm I'm photographing everything I make from my garden. Are you? I'll have a I'll have a collage by the end of the summer. Oh, so if we ever get around to doing a food show, you're gonna have to do the canning segment. Dude, I, I'm not great at the canning, but I'm good at cooking food with, that comes from the garden. <laughs> You'll do we'll our garden to table last. segment. Yes, there you go. Get that cooking show. I'll be a guest. Okay, boys and girls, we're done here. Now go ride your horse.